This podcast is not to be used as medical advice or medical education. If you are experiencing pain, discomfort, or any other medical or physical ailment, please consult a licensed medical doctor or physical therapist. This is the strategy of fitness. Hey, this is Dan Gorin from the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. We'd like to thank you for all of your support. And if you love the podcast, please recommend to a friend. Find the Strategy of Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Please like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review if you can. On Instagram, we are at the Strategy of Fitness. And we also give you the best gym songs every week, the Strategy of Fitness official hitters playlist on Spotify. Welcome back to a very special edition of the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. My name's Nick Chris. You joined weekly this week, just Dan Gorham. What's going on, brother? Yeah, fortunately, we caught Rob rolling on another week of deloading. So it's just going to be two tall boys here getting ready to roll on the podcast. But all in all, a great week. We have a very special guest upcoming today. This is a good friend of ours, Alex King. His wife is Nicole. She runs a great podcast and YouTube series called Get Uplifted. So for the bulk of today's episode, you'll be hearing her interview Nick and myself. And I know it was kind of cool, Nick. I don't know how you felt, but you know, we spend a lot of time hearing other people's stories and, and listening to other people. It was kind of refreshing to get to talk a little bit about our past more. We did it on the Introduce Yourself episode, but I found it refreshing. I thought it was a cool interview. I think you guys will dig it. I quit dry January that specific night, so I, I'm a little sauce during the interview. So let's hope there's no cancel culture on Dan here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought it was a good time. It is nice being on the other side. You know, I think we ask a lot of questions. It was nice to be asked the questions and actually do a little, do a little thinking of our own, right? I, I think what she's doing is, is really spreading some positivity, especially in a post-COVID world. She actually kicked it off in, in the spring after COVID in, in 2020 really got going. And it's a testament to her just, just sharing her positivity and outlook on the world and you know, just, just creating space and being intentional and being present. And, and it's all about self-improvement. So Dan and I, I don't know if we're the, the typical people to go on those type of podcasts, but it was nice for us to kind of share our stories and how we use fitness to be our best self. Yeah, definitely. And, and she's one of those people who's, like you said, hyper-positive which I, I wish I could be, you know, I, I think I was, you know, we're all born with a certain level of positivity. I think in large part, the serious things in life, when I'm dealing with a family struggle, when I'm dealing with an internal struggle, when I'm dealing with a difficult personality, when I'm with diff- dealing with a difficult situation or, or circumstance at work, I think I do maintain a good positive outlook. It's just the little stuff I tend to be negative about. And I feel like someone like Nicole is good to learn from because she stays positive throughout all the, all the strife, the little stuff and the big stuff. So it's just cool to spend time with, with somebody with a comp- completely different outlook than yourself and, and one that you could definitely learn from and, and be better from. Yeah. yeah to that, like just, you know, we use negativity and self-deprecation as humor. And, you know, I think that that can land strangely to some, but you know, that's just kind of the way we've always been. So again, this is a, a, a bit different perspective you'll see, but hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, and I think I was I had a thought with that too. Like a lot of times you hear like the Jockos of the world or you know, these crazy goggins like the Joe Rogans of the world, and they're always talking about getting out of your comfort zone, getting out of your comfort zone. Well, I think they're always trying to speak to people who are lazy, you know, to get out of your comfort zone and work out, right? When you really look back on it, like sometimes getting out of your comfort zone can be talking to a psychologist. Sometimes getting out of your comfort zone can be talking to somebody who's more positive than you. Sometimes getting out of your comfort zone can mean skipping a workout and you know spending time with your family. So I think it's cool to have a different perspective where we're always talking about and trying to get people out of their comfort zones by doing physical activity. I'll tell you one thing that's out of my comfort zone is just the little, you know, taking care of the little aspects of the parenting, you know, the little nuances that I sometimes miss. So, so getting out of your comfort zone doesn't always mean 
just fucking getting after it, which is awesome. And we hope you do. You're on the strategy of fitness, but sometimes it's talking with somebody with a different perspective. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I'm glad you said it. I'm not even going to try to double down on that. That was perfect. All right. Well, before we get into the, the interview, I think it's about 45 minutes. What'd you get into in the gym? I know it's been probably 10 days since we chatted on here. It's been it's been a minute, but I, I, they, I had one that I love, and I, I don't know why. I really like devil presses. Like devil presses gets kind of a bad rap as a movement. I think they're fucking awesome. I think it's a great total body burner. I think if you learn how to hinge properly and get that good pop at the hips, it's great. And this workout was programmed on Wednesday at our gym. I did it on Saturday. So I kind of did it by myself, but I had everyone's times to kind of like, okay, who am I competing with the gym? What time am I shooting for? And I think I got around 16 minutes and 30 seconds or so in this workout, but it's 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, and 3 is the rep scheme. Box jump overs at 24 inches, single arm devil presses, which was an interesting movement at 50 pounds, and then chest to bar pull-ups. So a good one for me. And really a testament to, I've been really hammering the strict pull-ups. I think I sent you guys a couple of videos. I'm about seven or eight right now, depending on if Rob's counting or if Nick's counting, you know, in the pretty strict counters. The chest to bar pull-ups, I was able to hit six, six, six you know, five, five, five. So I'm able to string them together with more efficiency, more grip strength, longer rounds, um, and, and holding those, holding those bigger sets in the later rounds. So definitely the, the, the strict pull-ups always has carryover. If you're out there, if you're struggling with pull-ups, just go back to the bases, dead hang, strict pull-ups, have somebody like Nick or Rob critique your form. Yeah. So that was a really good one. And then Nick, uh, like I said, you've been kind of radio silent on, on tech. I, we've been really radio silent just all together. I think over text, I think Rob almost died from a second COVID shot. And I think since then, since I've been kind of chilling, but how have you been in the gym? What's going on? Good. Yeah, man, dude, work has been fucking insane. So other than, other than work bullshit, which no one in the, including myself care about the gym is good. <laughs> consistent, you know, I want to jump back before I get into my stuff, devil presses. Not a bad rap from my perspective. They're just so hard. I fucking love them. Like if I had to prescribe, they're, they slowly are creeping up in that top five workout. Like if you just have a couple of dumbbells, same, you can bury yourself with those things. I know from a PT standpoint, it's like I could pin out, point out like seven things that <laughs> probably aren't ideal. But if you just want to talk about take two dumbbells and put yourself from zero to hell in five seconds, like you just bang a couple devil presses here, or let's say, let's say 15 seconds, like, you, you know, 15 seconds, nonstop devil presses with 50 pounds in each handle. You'll be feeling it, you know, and it's great movement. I love it. I love it. I did something kind of cool tonight, right before we hopped on here, it was called task Tabata. I guess it's a benchmark, which I had no idea about, but you know, you think of Tabata as your eight minutes, 20 seconds on 10 seconds off. And this was a specific amount of reps. So it was get to, isn't it, is, I'm sorry. Isn't it four minutes? Yeah, I mean, Tabata ranges. Yeah, I think. I, I think. Or you, you, can, or you can range it. Yeah, you can you range can it. Four, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eight minutes, sorry. 16, 12, whatever. But I had never done one where there was anything but time you're up against. So this was a, a 300 rep scheme. So it was chest to bar pull ups. And this is a good one for you to try at home chest to bar pull ups, push ups, ab mat sit ups, and air squats. 300 as fast as possible. So you're at the 20 second on, 10 second off. You're going through those four movements and you're accumulating 300, re 300 reps as quickly as possible. So that was kind of fun. Again, just different because when I'm, when I'm doing Tabatas, which I rarely do, they're typically super quick, high intensity interval training type, type you know, rep scheme. And you're just, you're just maxing out the reps in, in a, a lot of time. So it was a little different, kind of fun. And then there was a double... Beyond that, it was 200 reps with 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. So I think they're, they're benchmarks, which I had no idea they were, but kind of a fun movement. And then other than that, I don't know. Jim's just been consistent, staying with it. I think the only real thing worth shouting out is Mallory, my wife, hit 140-pound bench press, which she has been chasing for, I don't know, it seems like 15 years. Slowly, but yeah, she, she, is, she is, for those of you who don't know Mallory, she is not a big girl, so... 140 pounds on the bench is legit as fuck. And she, I, I could be wrong. I don't know the dimensions of her arms, but she has some decently long arms, right? Yeah. Or maybe not. Yeah. Guess, she's, I mean, she's not, she doesn't have crazy long arms, but she definitely wasn't born to bench press. Let's put it that way. Right. Like they're not, they're not like short, they're not short arms. We could say that. No. Yeah. And it's been a struggle. I mean, she is, you know, she's what happens when you really just stick with it. You know, it was the same thing. It was, I, I always say it on the pods, like 2018, she couldn't do a single pull up. She's banging out sets of 10 now. 
but every single day she was doing her pull-ups. And it was the same thing with bench. I mean, for the longest time, she was that person with that limiting belief where I'm never going to be good at bench press. And she got stalled out at 105, stalled out at 110. But if you just keep showing up, keep fucking showing up. Eventually, if you do it right and you're smart, you don't get hurt, you're going to get better. And it's a testament to dedication and perseverance. So I wanted to shout her out. I was really proud of her. Great job, Mallory. An awesome job with the, the pull-ups because, you know, to do five, you know, I, and again, I think that Nick is secretly training Mallory to just demoralize me next time I come over and work out with you guys. But uh, five 20-pound vested pull-ups for a person of the female gender, I guess if I can say that, in 2021. That's fucking awesome. So, so good on you. Great stuff. Yeah, I was out of nowhere. Cool. Well, I think we can jump into the interview. I think we've teed it up pretty good and we have some good guests lined up beyond this. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Check out Nicole's Get Uplifted series on YouTube. A lot of good stuff, a lot of positivity. And again, thanks for having us, Nicole. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to Get Uplifted. We are in a new year. It is 2021 and I'm here with the guys of Strategy of Fitness, Nick, Dan, and Rob, who's not here, but we're going to be talking about all things fitness, motivation, real fitness for real people. I'm going to let these guys shine. Nick, Dan, how are you guys? Good, Nicole. What's going on? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Dan, good to talk to you as usual. Yeah, man, this is my first time getting interviewed, so I'm, I'm fucking psyched. It's going to be awesome. And don't think of it as an interview. We're just chatting. We're hanging out. It's going to be awesome. And we're just going to you know, see where it leads. I'm excited. That's why I have you two on here, to just keep everything fresh and fun. That's why we're here. Yeah, true, truth be told. So we do. Uh, yeah. Let's start off with, uh, you know, we have to be honest first. Nick uh, yeah. challenged me to dry January. Old Dan had a long week at work. There's a brewery where I work and I, you know, fired up a couple of the October fast uh, feast beers are trying to get rid of. And I'm drinking it right now. And, you know, sometimes a challenge is worth it. And sometimes it's just some bullshit. And I think that <laughs> when you talk about not drinking for a month, it kind of sucks. It just kind of made me mad. Maybe the elevation of blood pressure. Um, I think it was making me drink more Coke Zeros and LaCroix, like a psychopath trying to watch football, drinking Coke Zeros, LaCroix. Sometimes it's just not worth it. So you got to just drink a beer and I think life will come back to normal. So that's where I'm starting. Truth totally be told, right. I did not, I, I didn't, I quit, I quit and it sucked and I'm out. What day did you quit on? What day were you at? Today, whatever day today is the 19th. So 21st. Hey, you made it a lot farther than a lot of people. 20th. I heard yeah. a lot of people who quit on the, the second or third day. So I think that Bill's Chiefs game, I like, I, we have a, a text chain, a couple of buddies of mine. They were like, I had to celebrate the game. You just enjoy it. It was, a, it was kind of a fun game. I got some friends who were Bill's fans. I like, completely went off the wagon. That game. I was going to say, how do you not celebrate like that? Like, I mean, I've had so many times where I've been like, this is a celebration moment. And I see everyone breaking and I'm like, but I'm still going strong, guys. I'm trying to go to February 1st. Alex is going to the Super Bowl. So we'll see. I'm like, we're still going strong over here. Uh, but I would just jump in a little bit and give us a little background on who you guys are, what you do, and what brought you to uh, create Strategy of Fitness. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in first. So uh, my name's Nick Cressy. I have known you, Nicole, for what probably a decade now. Go back, grew up with your husband, uh, Alex. Grew up in the same town as Dan, and he is a couple years older than me. And we've always known each other. He was playing sports a couple years ahead of me, obviously. So I'll give you the shorter bridge version of who I am. Um, Typical smart-ass kid from Milford, Delaware. Um, uh, perpetual underachiever um, till about 18, 19, 20 years old. Dropped out of college. Um, actually then went and finished college and uh, joined the Navy. So went special operations. Uh, I think I had a wake-up call around 22, 23, where I was like, you want to be the cool guy that uh, pretends that he doesn't care about his outlook on life? Or do you actually want to like, you know, leave a legacy here. Um, and you know, it was, a, it was a huge shift for me where I was just like, come on, dude, who, who are you trying to protect? You're trying to protect your ego. You're not actually, you know, that, that's, that's what it boiled down to. So got my shit together. Um, went, uh, joined the Navy special warfare combatant craft crewman Swick, uh, did six years there. Obviously if you're in those teams, you just eat, breathe and sleep fitness. Um, and I've always loved it. Right. Like I was a, a good, a good athlete growing up. Um, but as I got older, I got, I just fell in love with, with CrossFit about 2015. I think I found my way into CrossFit 
And uh, the stuff that really fired me up, and I think we'll talk about it today, is just the learning curve and just the constantly varied um, ways of challenging yourself. And uh, I just love it. And really what I've discovered is that I love sharing my love with other people, you know, that that whole sharing your passion and you can kind of see it grow. Um, and it's so cool. Like, you know, Nicole, we, I, I write programming for Alex. Like, I grew up with him. We never talked lifting and now we talk lifting every day and it's literally every day. I love it. It's so fun. And like people building their home gyms and it's just, you can tell, like it just fires me up. So the strategy of fitness started September of 2019. Uh, Dan, I'll kind of hand it over to you. He's one of the smart guys on the pod. I, I wouldn't go that far, Nick, but uh, yeah, so so Nick had this idea and it was kind of something that was kicked around. Like I said, Nick, me, me and Nick, he's actually best friends. Truth be told, your husband, Alex, and my brother, David, and Nick were kind of best friends growing up and everything. And I was kind of the older kid who, you know, I was around him enough where we were all kind of friendly. And then as you get older, those age gaps kind of shrink. And, you know, yep. me and Nick have always had a similar interest of lifting weights. I've been in the running at various points, but um, yeah, I, I grew up, uh, you know, playing sports and it was just kind of an asshole. It was just in a different way than Nick. I probably just never took the fitness seriously, never took my, you know, eating seriously. It was kind of overweight and just wasted a lot of my potential. Cause I mean, I think Nick and Alex and both know I'm pretty coordinated, pretty good athlete just in general. And then just not taking shit seriously in high school was just out of shape. And I just never really committed. And then once I got to college, I was like, this is on me. Like I can't fuck around anymore. Like there's nobody to blame. Um, so I really got into lifting weights and just kind of running and it was kind of bro lifting and just kind of running when I could and playing intramurals and playing three, four hours of basketball day, just, you know, really kind of opened me up to like, Oh, I'm in control of my own situation here. I could do X, Y, or Z and it could really make me feel better, look better, all that stuff. So I got into fitness through that. Um, spent a couple of years doing behavioral neuroscience research at NIH cause I was really interested in psychology and neuropsychology. Um, and then I realized that I did not want to pursue a PhD in neuroscience because research is boring and generally for nerds. And I think I'm a pretty personal dude, wanted to talk to people and be around people and not primates and rats all day. So decided to go into physical therapy. So I'm, a, um, went to the university over for PT school, um, got my doctorate in physical therapy there. Um, later went on to do a sports clinical specialty and I treat mostly athletes, but also, um, you know, kind of any, a lot of golfers, you know, I love working with golfers, baseball players, football players, really athletes of all ages, shapes, sizes, and everything like that. So that's where I am now. And then like Nick, I'm into CrossFit. I've been doing it since, you know, honestly, my buddy Dave and his awesome fiance, Danielle, who's friends with my wife started their own CrossFit gym. And I, I told him, I said, if you, if you set this place up, like they were, you know, I saw him in a football game. Dave had this big idea. He's a physical therapist too. He's like, yo, I'm going to start this CrossFit gym. He's been doing it for 10 years. He was in it from the jump. And I said, if you start that gym, I'll be there day fucking one. And I've been there day one. And I've been there since been a little slacking recently because I got the home gym set up a little going. So now there's some competition, but I uh, still love the gym. Still, I'll probably be a member forever. You know, they just come there once a week and bullshit, if nothing yeah. else. But I uh, love the CrossFit mentality. Love it. And then I'm enjoying my home gym setup as well. And I think that the varieties of spice of life, doing a little home gym, doing a little CrossFit, doing a little running. I like to do it all. And then um, the podcast, like Nick said, was something me and Rob talked about, something me and Nick kicked around. And then eventually I was like, I love what Rob brings to the table because Rob is much more similar. I am as far as he's a physical therapist. And then Nick brings something completely different where he's very modest about his background, but he also has a master's degree. He's no fucking dummy. And then he's also done every workout known to man. He's gone running. He's done sprint workouts. He's done track workouts. He's played football. He's been a wrestler. And he's also done every CrossFit powerlifting workout known to man and every rep scheme imaginable. So I think sometimes experience speaks more than anything else. And you look at your, your husband, Alex, I mean, you have, I mean, he is at least 38% sexier since starting Nick's program, like, like he is fucking Jack. Like I, I swear to God, when he came, he came over to Nick's place. I'd never seen Alex with muscles. He has legit muscles now, which is fucking awesome. He was like busting out of his stuff. You have to get like, that's like a husband upgrade. Like that's a, that's a free husband upgrade. I should be thanking you guys right now. Instead of interviewing you, I should be thanking you guys. So I mean, that's like you marry a, a six and he's an eight. I would say a 10 now. I say a 10 now too. He's fucking, yeah. So he's sexy. Literally, he was busting out of his jacket at Christmas. He was like, nothing fits. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I, 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 and I, he was like, 
doubting me. I said, I, I was like, Alex, like you're fucking strong now. Like you're as big as like, he's got as big as arms. I do. I was like, you're, you're getting there, dude. It's, it's really amazing. It's awesome stuff. No, that's what I think we were talking about is before we um, jumped in here, I was talking to Alex about, you know, things that are big takeaways for him. And like, just from both of us, you know, we have both differing opinions of what we take away from each episode. And I think that's, what's so great about the strategy of fitness, but we were talking about how you guys have, you teach so much and you go through different types of, you know, training and techniques. And, um, Alex said that he was never a lifter, but it was until he started listening to your podcast that he, um, had more consistency. He was excited to learn more. He wanted to try things in the gym. And one of my questions that just popped into my mind was, what do you think is going to be the future of home gyms versus, um, going back to the gym? Because I mean, we all love that aspect of, uh, community and going, like, I personally am a person that thrives in a, um, like, gym with a lot of people in it and you know just having that community and um I don't know just having people around you to push you rather than the home gym but I mean now with COVID it's like or just getting out of like wherever we are it's just I feel like the home gym is something like sacred now it's like a place that you can like go to and it's right there and I don't know what are your thoughts on that I look at it a lot like office space uh not to get boring but like I think people are going to get used to being at home and getting it in I think that they'll probably be in it until there's a better option and whatever fits their personality. Like I'm good. I like working out by myself. Um, Dan doesn't as much. I think, you know, he's, he's building out his home gym. Mm -hmm. And once you build out that home gym, there is a certain level of pride that you take and you just love it. It's like where you feel safe and happy, but there's still a lot of people that like and need a pace car. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though, because there's been this adoption of, health tech and you know the peloton world has absolutely taken off and that's where maybe if you're gonna buy the bike the treadmill whatever else and you're doing the 40 dollar a month subscription you might be able to scratch that itch and do it from home i still am pretty optimistic that people will find their way back especially into crossfit gyms just because you can't really match that anywhere else especially if you like the camaraderie but that said, there's either going to be massive amount of home gym, home gym sales that I look forward to taking advantage of. Yeah. Um, or people are just going to be, you know, using them as towel racks. I, I don't know. What, what, do you, what's, what do you say, Dan? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've gained, so there is two, I think there's really two types of people, right? There's the Nick, uh, Rob, who also co-hosts the podcast. I look at one of our guests we had on Scott Tetler, who's phenomenal. Anybody who doesn't know Scott, check him out on Instagram. He's a CrossFit Games competitor. He was in the SEAL teams, or in the, the SWIC um, teams, the boat teams with Nick. I'm sorry there. Um, and those guys, the level of motivation, because again, there's levels to this game. I know where I stand on the pecking order. I am not those dudes. Like Rob, Nick, Scott. Scott's at the top. Nick and Rob kind of on that next level. Um, I'm, I'm probably the next level down, maybe two levels down, but like, there's a certain motivation that Scott's and Nick's and the Rob's have in the world that it is fucking different. Like they can go to a home gym, freezing fucking cold and still get in the same type of workout that they're used to doing as being not as good an athlete as being, you know, kind of on that lower level. I sometimes for that, for some of the workouts I go through, if it's a DT or if it's a heavy barbell lift, I just, I, I almost need somebody to just haze me to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's how I've always been. Like, I love being in a frat. I, I love it. Like, and somebody asked me why I like CrossFit and, and here's the best analogy I can come up with. Sometimes I just need somebody to put a cigarette out in my face and, yeah. and, and have people be around me to do it. So that's why I like the, the group setting a CrossFit where it's like, I would never do this on my own, but here's a bunch of people that are going to be let down if I, if I, uh, you know, kind of wimp out. Totally. Totally. I, I respect that. And I agree. Cause I'm both, you know, now I'm getting in the flow of working on at home, but I'm also like miss that, you know, atmosphere where there's people around and you're just getting fired up and like, you're feeling the energy and all this stuff. Like I do miss that. And I can't wait for that to come back. And I'm, like I said, I was curious to see, you know, how it's going to be moving forward. Um, another thing I was wondering is like, how do you guys stay motivated? Like, what is your mission? Like when you like for creating strategy of fitness or just in general, when you're working out um, by yourself or when you're writing a workout for someone um, or a program, like what do, what do you guys do to harness this motivation that just keeps you going and consistent? From a workout perspective, and this could sound borderline psychotic, but like I, I live for doing shit that other people don't like doing. Like, I love hearing that, like, oh, it's too cold. 
oh, it's too hard. Oh, I need external motivators. Like to me, it's like, yep, you're fucking different. Check that box. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You know, a lot of it's just like, you know, like everyone else isn't doing it. Go do it. You know, I, I posted something on my Instagram. It's a Polish weightlifter. And I guess he was not a good weightlifter. And he taught himself to be like a world-class three-time world champion. And it's just two X's or it's, it's an X and it's easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And like, that's it in practice, right? Like get your ass in the gym. I wake up at five 30. I get my workout in. I usually get a, a PM session in, you know, you got to make time for your priorities. The kids are typically out there for one of the sessions. They're learning it. They're seeing it. Like today, that. my seven-year-old, I'm upstairs working still. And she's sending me a, a video uh, impromptu of her benching outside. Like, dude, like, what am I doing this for? Yes, for myself, but to to fill these, you know, their little brains and souls with, with, with this passion that I have. Yes. Um, and if you make it fun, they think it's fun. Um, and then ultimately, like, it's to share it. It's to have conversations like this. I mean, that's why we do the strategy of fitness. Honestly, like, we say it almost every single time. There's nights where it's like, a, it's kind of a drag. And we're like, man, we got to do this. It's nine o'clock. We worked all night or we worked all week. Uh, we look at each other and we we had an interview the other day until 10, 10, 15. And we're like, oh, got to get up and go to work tomorrow. But then you get some positive feedback. You get a person in England hitting you up and saying, I learned so much from this or someone in Nashville or just wherever it is somewhere new. And you're like, wow, I'm impacting someone's life. Like yeah. for having a conversation and that's what you're doing here. Right. Like it's so yeah. fulfilling. Like how really. often do you really get an opportunity to fulfill uh, yourself by, by impacting someone else. So that's why I do it. Dan, what about you? Yeah, it's two parts there. First of all, the next step was family, you know, having young kids myself. I want to just make sure I'm showing that. And I was actually, too, I think me and Nick are both heavily influenced by our fathers. My dad was, you know, um, running half marathons and he got into bench pressing with Nick's dad, you know, kind of when we were growing up. And, you know, even at an older age, Nick's dad's much younger than my dad. But like they used to bench press together. I think he even did a competition one time in high school and that really stuck out. And I remember working on the bench press, the same rig I have in my garage right now with my dad, just trying to be like, oh, what's a bench press? Like, how do we do this? You know, so like it was a great bonding moment between us. Neither of us were very good at it, but it was something. So it's just a family thing where right? I, I would love to pass that down to my son, show him how to bench press, show him how to do things. And again, he's, not even two yet. So he's basically smashing shit with the plastic there. golf club. He's almost there. He'll be lifting soon. And my daughter, you know, who I take to the track and we do, you know, try to do as much physical activity as possible. So I think the first answer lies within family teaching good habits, et cetera, et cetera. The second is going to be a little less conventional. It's people I do not like as I'm working out. I'd be like, they cannot enter this chamber that I'm in right now. And I know that. Exactly. And that's like kind of what Nick said when people say it's too cold, when people say it's too hot, when people say I don't want to do it. I, I, it's like, uh, it's, it's a needle in my veins. I love it. No, that goes right into the next topic of, you know, how vital it is for working out, not just for the physical aspect, but for the mental and, you know, just like getting out of your head, but also pushing yourself past the limits that you are like all the excuses and the things and the chatter that's going on in your head. You guys want to talk about that and like things that, um, help you overcome all of those, um, barriers. I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys have very many, but I'm just saying like, where do you stand on um, working out for a mental aspect? Uh, it's, it's, it's as important as the physical. It's probably more. So, you know, you guys know my, my personal history with, with mental health with uh, mm -hmm. in my family, which we won't get into here, but it is something that when I talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, you know, it's the building blocks in your head. It's the way you get stress out. It's the way I get stressed out. It's the way I deal with, you know, my own things, you know, my own stresses at work, um, work, uh, family, whatever it is. That's kind of my little safe haven where I can exercise those demons, so to speak. And I think that's what I like to get across to people is it starts as a physical journey, especially to a newbie. Mm -hmm. And they think of the aches and the pains. Um, but if you get past that and that initial just like getting that machine working, which is your body, then you can actually allow yourself to start thinking and enjoying and, you know, you can clear out and that's where the calmness comes in. I mean, some of the hardest workouts ever, the most clarity and calmness I have in my entire day is right afterwards where yeah. it's like, man, that was hard. I went to war with myself. 
but now I'm done and I'm, I'm happy and I did it and I'm accomplished. And it's like, check the box. And it's like a weight's lifted off of you. So I think they go hand in hand. And it's something that I try to convey to every single person. It's like, you're going to feel the body pains. You're going to feel the aches anytime you do something new um, or hard. But if you push through that and you get this machine that is your body, that it is capable of doing so much more than you ever know to be able to just sustain and push through, then you're going to be able to unlock some stuff in your brain. And you're going to be able to tell yourself when you have a long day of work, this is nothing compared to, or whatever, you know, cause it's just, it's just fueling you. Um, so kind of a rambling answer, but I think no, they I go hand it. in hand. They're super important. hundred percent. What about you, Dan? Yeah. So as far as the, uh, the mental component, I, you know, and Nick knows pretty well, sometimes Nick will send me a workout and hit, and I'll bounce after the first round and just be like, fuck that. And, but Nick and Rob said, I'll be like, yo, this is your punishment for quitting on that workout. Like I, I am very fragile mentally. I get very down on myself, struggle with anxiety. If you know me, you know, I'm always on the run up early and home late. So having a three hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. And for me, there's nothing better though. Like when I do conquer something, when I do accomplish something, it just provides me with so much good vibes. Like if I had a good workout or something, I wanted to quit that I made it through. And, and this is what I tell people too, like from a, as a physical therapist, I don't care who I'm working with. I, I see a variety of patients from a variety of different backgrounds, more athletics now, but again, I've worked, you know, and treated Medicaid and, you know, Medicare and, and any number of older people or people who are you know, coming from a disadvantaged background. It's like, I'm supposed to be the leader. Like if I'm not putting on, like if I quit this thruster workout, you know, who's to say, you're just not going to walk out on me. You know, if I'm trying to ask you to do this simple shoulder mm -hmm. exercise, like mm -hmm. I'm the example, it's a do as I do, not as I say, you have to set the example, you have to set the bar. So mentally, I feel like I'm letting all my patients down. If I, if I quit or if I'm not doing, you know, keeping the task because for them, you know, you see somebody with a serious neurological disorder, or if you see somebody with a legit orthopedic disorder that it's really fucking with their life, that's as tough for them as it is for me to go do one of these ridiculous CrossFit workouts or a vested run or something like that. So I got to set the example, like, yo, you're not going to quit and I'm not going to quit. So we're in this together. So I think it's really important for my end to just be that leader, you know, so mentally that helps me a lot. And, and I wish to say I was as strong mentally as I need to be all the time. I'm not but it's a constant battle and you got to just keep hammering. I was going to say, it's one of the things that you can train. It's a, it's a muscle that you can train and get immediate results from. I mean, it honestly is like, I, you can tell yourself going into it, like I'm not quitting. It doesn't mean that you do it fast. It doesn't mean that you do it strong. It doesn't mean that you do it maybe hundred percent right, especially if we're talking CrossFit. But if you just, take that option off the table. I, I, I don't quit workouts. I won't quit workouts. That's the mindset. There's no, there's nothing else. And I don't care if a workout that is supposed to take 15 minutes takes me 45 minutes. I'm not fucking quitting that workout because that's not in my DNA. And that's what I have to tell myself because I wasn't always that way. 
who was like, I, I wasn't that person at 18 years old. I walked off wrestling mats, pissed off. I'd roll over and lose a match, but that doesn't happen anymore. And it's because every single time I start anything and it's in the gym, but that that's where the mentality piece that you're touching on, Nicole, it, you know, it's everywhere. I, I don't quit anything anymore. Uh, including dry January. I want to, but it's like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. Guys, if we didn't specify, we're doing dry January right now. And Nick and I are still going strong. Dan has caved, but he's made it to day 21. So that is still a very he's a perfect example. <laughs> I, I just don't care. You know, I, I still look the same. I, I feel the same, except I just get mad. Like, I think, so let's talk about mental, all these, all yeah. these people want to talk about how important, important mental health is, but nobody wants to make any concessions for it. Like part of my mental health is having this Oktoberfest. I'm going to have it because I'm pissed off. Yeah. Hey, you gotta, you gotta just like you meet life half, halfway in the middle. And you know what? You made it this far. I'm curious for you. Have you know, no, uh, you've been interviewing us. I'm going to interview you real quick. I'm Go curious with your positivity and your attitude. And I know you hit the gym pretty hard and you do your own stuff. I tried to um, not anywhere near as much as you guys, but go ahead. But, but where, like what, cause you, like, I, I think me and Nick come from it for various different reasons, a kind of a darker place. Like we could go to a very dark place in our workouts and find some motivation. So where's a positive, happy person like yourself for those people who are listeners that can't really relate to, to Nick and myself, which I'm sure there are a lot, lot of, where does positive Nicole go for her motivation? And, and I mean, out? dang. Well, I was going to say that, I mean, I still do have dark days. I still uh, have these mental battles where I'm just like, I do not want to do it. I talk myself out of it. And honestly, the biggest thing for me where I find my motivation is I always tell myself, you are able to move today. You have a body that is functioning. You better get in there and do it. And that doesn't matter. Like, that's not a punishment. It's more of like coming from a place of you better use what you have while you have it and don't take anything for granted. And then another thing I use for myself is just show up, just show up, hit play, start whatever, you know, just get in there because in the next four minutes or five minutes, you are going to feel so good. You just got to push through that, like just initial part of showing up. I was talking to another guest on here, Yami, and she was saying that the gap between you actually wanting to do it and you doing it is like, such a small gap, but it's so hard for people to jump because we all know the right thing to do. The hardest part is to do it and show up. So one of my big things is showing up and please, I literally, sometimes I do these and I'm like, why don't I tell these things to myself, what I'm saying on here and I'm practicing it. And what I really do love about Get Uplifted is it's kind of like put a mirror to my life. And it's just really brought up a lot of things where I'm like, Relooking and re um, evaluating a lot of the things that I do in my own life. And right now, what's really helping me um, just at home, like working out and stuff, is honestly, guys, I feel for it. I am part of the Peloton family, but you'd be proud. I'm doing it on the Concept 2 biker, which is no joke because this is not a spin bike at all. And I literally can't. I'm a person who likes to stay on the beat, say all this stuff. And I get so mad at myself. But if you try to do that, you're literally going to, your hamstrings are going to. Burst out like so wait, snakes. Nicole, like you, you have the the Peloton app, but you're using the Concept Two bike. Yes. Well, that is. I will say, and Nick, I don't want to speak out of turn here. That is strategy of fitness approved. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, um, because that 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 bike is no joke. I mean, honestly, I really do love it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I just got the bike. But honestly, but for me, I think if anyone is listening to this and they're having a hard time getting through workouts or um, you don't feel like you're mentally in the place that you can, um, you know, get through your excuses and get through your workout. Honestly, I've been loving um, Peloton or just guided workouts where I know I hear someone else's voice drown out the negative and the, um, you know, excuses that I'm doing. I'm loving uh, Robin from Peloton. She's incredible. And I just started doing some, um, interval runs with her and basically it's just audio. And sometimes like I'm used to running on my own, but man, I can run three, five, three miles so much faster when I listen to her and I don't have any time to like, you know, hear any of the, you know, crazy chatter that's going on in my mind. That's like, slow down, stop this is boring. Oh, you already passed this before. Like, you know, where you are, like, you don't have to go that much farther. Um, so I highly recommend just, you know, drowning out your negative voices, uh, with, you know, someone who's has like the same mentality or like outlook that you want. And so we'll help you get through that workout, finish it and just show yourself and prove to yourself that you can do hard things. So, yeah, but I do, I yeah. do guys, I really do sometimes have like, I really don't want to, or, you know, I, the negative thoughts are real. I do have anxiety and I just, I know that, you know, working out really helps me and it just really gets my body moving. And I'm learning so much about it with like NASA and studying for my exam. It's just like, man, the power of movement and movement is medicine. And it's like, it's so real. and 
Yeah. And I just love everything that you guys like talk about on your podcast because it's all about consistency and showing up. And, but I really loved from the first podcast, you guys said, this is real fitness for real people. And I freaking love that because if you guys want to talk about a little bit, I love that you guys said that this isn't for the 1%. This is for people that are just trying to get active and just trying to learn new techniques and do things correctly. That's what I love too. Is also that it's, um, you guys spoke about it, that it's, um, raw experience balanced with formal training backgrounds, which I think is so amazing. And yeah, can, if you guys can talk about that a little bit, I think that's like so interesting. Yeah. I think when we discussed it originally, we kind of looked at what people were doing. Like we listened to some, po- I listened to some podcasts and I was like, man, you know, this is the same stuff. It's, it's coaches that are teaching or coaching the highest level performers. It's people that have kind of already made businesses out of fitness. Um, where's the, where's the podcast? Where's the information for just the common man, the person that drinks the beers, like, you know, gets the six hours of sleep or non-alcoholic beers or non-alcoholic beers. That is what I feel. That hair is what I feel. (laughs) How are those things to call Like, first of all, how are those actually delicious? And my buddy, my buddy, Brett, who's trying to quit drinking during the week, (laughs) he's got the, put the bud zeros. He likes those. I haven't had those. I want to try them. They weren't sold anywhere that I went. Shout out to Hop tea. I'm loving uh, this sparkling hop tea. These are made with um, sparkling water, hops, and different teas. And this one's a chamomile, and they also have like green tea and stuff. And they are delicious, and I love them so much. The point is that we want an audience that is just everyday people. Like they're they get a 45 minute session in. They have a family. This isn't their. You know, we have high performers on to come share because I think people are addicted to hearing about that and how people are so great at what they do. The Scott Tetlas, the Nick Urankers, the Kelly Bakers, um, et cetera. But really what we're trying to do is we're trying to do weekly hour long episodes that leave the listener with actionable items to go make themselves better incrementally. And, you know, if it can be uh, during their warm up of their workout, I get a lot of messages from buddies. They're like, I threw your podcast on as I'm warming up and then as my cool down. And it's, it's awesome. You know, I learn a little bit, gets me motivated to work out. Then I throw on the hitters list and it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, that's what we're doing. We're not doing this to, you know, really talk to that top one percent again, because they're the ones talking typically and they're not listening for advice, but there's the rest of us out here that are just trying to get it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with, with Dan and Rob's like actual background, it's a perfect fusion of like me kind of talking about how to, how I do things and them saying, well, this is why you do it without even knowing. And this is how you could do it better. And I don't know. I, I think it's a perfect hybrid. I really do too. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. And, uh, you know, I look back to one of our guests, Jordan Syatt, and um, it was an awesome episode. If you listen to it, I wish, you know, Nick and I had some time constraints that day and it was really rough, you know, trying to get it in and all the things that we wanted to ask him. He's an f- awesome, awesome Instagram follow. If you guys haven't followed him, he's great. He's in NYC with you, um, Nicole, or close to it. But anyway, one of the things that he says is like, you know, there's some people out here with letters behind their names and shit, I've worked with them. They got all the letters behind their names. They got all the, the fancy shit but they just, they can't explain it and they can't talk about it and they're just not going to practice. So, you know, although me and Rob do provide that quote unquote technical insight, like I love Nick's experience and and vice versa. And that was the whole idea behind the pod is like, yo, we got to get somebody who's on the ground level doing this shit. And then we got to get people backing up with some real life, you know, facts. And then we meld that together. And then that's where you find the truth, right? So there is a truth in the middle there where me and Rob are probably too conservative. Nick might be a little too liberal with his use of intensity and duration. But at the same time, I look at it like wrestling and we look at these UFC fighters and we look at the American Olympic team. When you look at international wrestlers, I think they're some of the toughest people on the planet and they're savages. It's iron sharpens iron. It goes against conventional wisdom. It goes against science. It goes against what people can possibly tolerate. But what you get when you ignore everything is you get the best of the best of the best of the best. You get the absolute tip of the spear, right? So I don't think you can get to that tip of the spear unless you ignore some science. Now, I would never advocate that in my professional life, but in this strategy of fitness life, we are trying to narrow that down to get to that upper echelon, that tip of the spear, while still trying to figure out if you're a normal person, how can you make this shit work? Mm, I love that. And one of my biggest things I was, I'm learning so much. I mean, 
through studying for this exam is um, safety. How do you guys go about with safety? I know you have the, like at the beginning, you know, you have um, your safety protocol or, you know, um, what's it called? Disclaimer. <laughs> and um, I'm just curious, like, how do you guys protect like safety wise of people trying these things or, you know, how do you, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I mean, like Dan, why? Like, like yeah, so I, the reason I put that in is just because as a physical therapist, with like I, I don't make, uh, you know, as of right now, I don't make a damn cent off the podcast. Eventually, mm-hmm. we'd love to get sponsors and blow it up. And obviously, there'd be, I think it's a great opportunity for monetary gains in the future. But my primary income, I'm a physical therapist. I'm an active treating therapist. So I I think it's important to protect myself with a disclaimer, just saying, yo, if you try this shit, like that's on you. Like we're going to give yeah. you the information, but um, and that was just advice I got from, you know, friends of mine who have gone down similar roads, but um, safety wise, we just provide good information. And, you know, I think the people that listen, like, honestly, if somebody like, I, you know, it's just tough to even get this situation. If somebody was to do something and like call us out on it, like I would just go to their house and be like, what's going on? Like, I'll, I'll teach you how to do it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Okay. You know, like I'm very, very accessible. Nick's very accessible. Like you send Nick a lift, you send Rob a lift. They'll spend 30 minutes looking at it. Like we talked about on our pod, like DM us. Like we don't give a shit. We just want to help you. So I think that the intentions are good. And when you have good intentions and you have good people who are kind of building a party community, there's nobody that's going to come at you for that stuff. The safety stuff, you know, be smart. You know, we, we talk about it on the podcast all the time and just do ways you can manage. But if you need us, you know, reach out or reach out to a professional in your area that can you know, help you with it. What are your thoughts on New Year's resolution? Because we are in January right now. We're wrapping up January almost, which is crazy. And um, so many people are like, new year, new me, resolutions. And we did have, you know, with everything that we went through in 2020, that's still lingering going on into 2021. I feel like a lot of people are either hesitant or they're trying to make these gigantic, huge um, insane, ambitious, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve resolutions. I was kind of curious on your thoughts. If you believe in them, if you don't, I'm kind of curious where you guys stand. Yeah. So we did an episode last year, uh, to kick off 2020 and we touched on it a little bit and, you know, we're, we all kind of landed on like, don't wait until the new year to, to set a goal, you know, like there's no time like the present. Uh, but then this year we talked more about like habits and, and how to build habits because it is what it is. Like, who are we to tell anyone when they should decide to turn a switch on? Um, I'm all about it. If your 2021 is going to be the most healthy, best year of my life, I'm going to start doing X, Y, Z. Where I have an issue is the planet fitnesses of the world that in, you know, in, in the past anyway, when life was normal, they feast on those people. And they feast on people not being intentional and not being committed. And it's half-assed. And you guys probably get this by now, 45 minutes into this. I'm not half-assed, like, especially when it comes to this. And that frustrates me. So if you're using the New Year's resolution to change your life and you're committed to it, hell yes. If you're using the turnover of a calendar to trick yourself into being committed and you're half-assed doing it, you're going to start having, you're going to have the same problems you had last year and the year before and the year before until you get intentional and committed enough to say the consistency is the key and I'm, I'm, I'm going to attack this. So if good on you, if 2021 came and you're in January and you're like, I'm going to have the best year ever. I'm going to be strict on my diet. I'm going to hit the gym four times a, a week. Hell yeah. But you nailed it, Nicole. What people tend to do is they commit to too much, they get to February and they fall off and they think they're failures and they sink back into December, November versions of themselves where they're very frustrated and they're kind of mopey. And it's like, is this healthy? So whatever you're going to do, be committed, consistent, intentional, and make it so it's something that you can do for you know the long term, not just a sprint, because it's really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Dan, what are your thoughts? And also, I feel like it's like, if you want to do and accomplish things, you need to write it down. You need an actual attainable goal that you can see with a timeline and smart goals. Smart smart goals, goals. share them. Like my biggest thing is like, share them with your significant other, with your family, have an accountability buddy who's checking in on you. And when it sucks and it's Tuesday and it's been a long day, but you said you were going to work out and you were going to do your runs on Tuesday. Get it that person checks in and says, Hey, did you do your one mile? And like, that's enough. Like that's enough to get you going. I love that. 
Yeah, I think that with the we did two New Year's resolutions episodes. We've been having the pod for about a year and a half now. And I think the first one, we were kind of bouncing back and forth. I really like the second one and kind of where we landed on what Nick said with habits and and ways you can make some changes. And I think that there's no better way to fail at something. When you hear somebody, I know everyone out there who's listening has a family member. They have someone in their lives. Hey, in February, I'm going to quit smoking. <laughs> Come July, I'm going to lose weight. If you're If you're saying that and you're not ready to do it that day, it ain't happening. Right. So I, I look back and again, I'm far from fucking perfect. There's any number of mistakes I've made or any number of things you do. But when I decided to go to physical therapy school, I was like, yo, I needed physics and I need chemistry. and I need calculus. I did not have those classes in undergrad. I need to take them. I took all my money that I had and I borrowed some money from my parents and I signed up for all the fucking courses at university of Maryland and online, whatever I could fucking take to make those classes happen. I didn't do it like a week from then. I did it like I was taking the fucking class in summer when I didn't have time. You know, I was, yeah. I was working at NIH for nine hours a day and I was hitting physics for an hour and a half at night. And then I was in a three hour lab after that. That's what I did. To, and, and I was, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I was like, that's what I want to do. So I had to make it happen. So like, if you're already asking yourself, if you're already setting a date, if you're already looking at the future and saying, when can I quit this? When can I do this? You've, you've lost the goddamn battle. Just start with the start with the habit, start with the action, and then everything else I think will come into place. But yeah, if you're setting those dates, and again, I've been there, it doesn't it does not work. You gotta you gotta start with the habit. You gotta make those make those um, commitments early and stick to them. Accountability buddies are great. I love that. It's so true, and it's like that same thing of just you know showing up, continuing to show up, and make realistic goals that you can see yourself achieving and, you know, going for them and not waiting the next day to start it. If you're serious, then start today, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Your podcast helped me so much when I went back to energy systems and all that stuff. I just want to say, do not stop making those episodes because they're too nerdy. I was literally geeking out and I was like, this makes so much sense. And I can't wait to like go back and listen to them again before my exam, because you guys really broke it down in such a way that was easily digestible, but also made so much sense in the big picture. And, and then having Nick talk about how it's applied and like how he works out and you guys were showing the correlations. I love, I love. So. Hey, tell us about your, what you're studying for. I think this would be cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really told anyone yet, but I have spoken about it on Get Uplifted. I am on February 1st, taking my exam to become certified personal trainer. And I am absolutely loving it. I have my textbook right here. I'm studying with NASM. Um, I literally can't stop um, reading, um, researching, just getting my hands and everything like on videos. And I honestly love it so much. And it has been such a great thing for me to focus on while makeup is on pause. I was like, what can I do during this time that, you know, will fulfill me. And that's how get uplifted actually happened because I was like, I'm not working. What do I do? Um, what can I do to like, I want to do community service. And I was like, we can't, it's COVID. So get uplifted was born because of that. But originally back in October, I signed up to become, um, certified personal trainer and to go through the, um, study program with them. And I honestly have to say, I just love it so much because movement has been what has gotten me through, um, this pandemic and through all of my hard situations in life. And I just was like, you know what, this is such a passion of mine. So instead of just being a makeup artist and male men's groomer, barber, all the things I'm kind of trying to branch out to become more of like a wellness brand and total. And so, um, and I also work out so much that people were like, Oh, show me how to do that. And I didn't feel right doing it unless I was certified. And I keep reading that you really don't need to be certified to be a personal trainer, but I was like, that's not good for me. I want to be certified. I want to know what I'm talking about. Um, and I want to know the science behind it. And I'm absolutely obsessed. I have muscle posters, like skeletal posters everywhere. Like I can't, I'm obsessed with it and I'm so excited to see where it leads, but yeah, I've been super quiet about it and just letting the work do itself. And I cannot wait to share with everyone when I pass. Cause I really do feel like I'm going to nail it. So, and thanks to you guys. I mean, yeah, thank you. We're going to nail it. And, and I will say too, like, it's great having like, like if you look at our catalog and obviously we're here to pump the strategy of fitness, like there's some really good scientific, like stuff throughout all our episodes now you might have to sift through like some of my shitty 80s metal songs or some of you know nick's workouts where he's throwing up in his driveway but there is some good science in there somewhere um so yeah no good luck with all that stuff is it's great and i mean i was i remember like first when i was in pt school we cut open the bodies you know we do the dissecting cadavers and you start seeing those muscles you're like this is what drives you every day. It's fucking awesome. Like when you start looking it's at what a, what the skeletal muscles look like, it's just, it's just fascinating. And, uh, you know, 
I'm glad that you're having that that kind of epiphany. And you know, my little, it's not a tagline, but it's, it's really what I like to tell everyone when I'm talking about this stuff is like, this generation doesn't know what's coming when it comes to aging. Like we're going to be the first of our kind to age the way we do. So start taking your health and your physical fitness seriously now, because the way this shit's going to look with all the processed food and the easy shortcuts that we've been taking our whole life and grown up with that our parents didn't have and our grandparents certainly didn't have, it's going to hit us really fucking hard at about 40 years. You got to be ready. Love it. Show up. Yeah, just start now. Up. I mean, don't wait till it's like, you know, it becomes a problem, I think is the biggest thing too. And just, you know, being proactive about it and, you know, training your body now so that you can live a fulfilled life of moving and doing the things you want to do and just taking the time now to put in the work to continue to do because it's not going to be something. I mean, yes, it's not always something that we want to do, but when it becomes routine and habit and that's your thing and like you're in the flow, then it just feels natural and you're not going to be resisting it so much. You can start now. You can restart anytime. Yeah, literally make the decision. Again, it goes back to those same words, commitment, you know, longevity. And, and that's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of starting now and not starting tomorrow. Like Dan said, it's not, I'm going to start March 1st. No, I'm going to start now. And, you know, I'd be remiss. I, Dan's probably sick of hearing me talk about this goddamn book, Atomic Habits, but Atomic Habits is so damn good. And I re-listen to it every year. And one of the biggest things that he does is he says, make your first habits easy, two minute rule. Do it for two minutes and only two minutes. You're going to do push-ups for two minutes. That's the only workout you're going to do today. You're going to do it every day. But that starts to compound. And before you know it, those two minutes are too easy. And then you're like, it's four minutes. And then before you know it, it's 15 minutes of something. And it just compounds. And then you start to love it. And then your brain is into it as much as your body. And and that's what it is. And it's never too late. And that's kind of the beauty of CrossFit. And we see... Uh, you know, the videos that they do, and it's people lifting water jugs and, and milk jugs doing roads. Um, it's never too late, but you just have to do it and you can't talk about it. And it's getting into action, like you've been saying. Yeah, I love that. So here's what I'll add. You're, you're going to be a certified person, you know, personal training. Uh, you know, you're going through your tests to become a personal trainer. Yeah, you know, I've watched Nick grow the past two years since he got Chris Clyde as his coach. Um, coaches, trainers. People who are online that can advocate for you, keep you accountable. I, I cannot speak, especially now where we're doing Zoom and you can get so much content online. Okay, a lot of these coaches will say, what do you have at home? X, Y, or Z. Let's do, let's use that. Find your Chris Clyde out there. Find some of these online coaches. Nicole, hopefully one day you'll be putting this stuff out online. Hopefully one day people can reach out to you and say, yo, I listen to this. How can I do it? And you can say, take your jump rope, two minutes in the living room. Let's go. Find a coach that will help you be accountable and that will help you get started. It's never too late. You want to be, everyone's going to be X number of years old. Like I'm 36 right now. At some point, I'm going to be 42. Don't want to be 42 year olds with a beer gut talking about the glory days or be 42 banging out pull-ups in my garage. I'd rather be the latter. So that would be my last piece of advice. Either way, you're going to be dead or you're going to be 42. So figure it the fuck out. Ooh. I love it. That is how we drop some knowledge on here. And that is why we brought the strategy of fitness guys on here. Guys, I can't thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for everything that you guys are doing. Appreciate you guys so much for coming on here and, you know, just chatting with us and having authentic conversations just about fitness, but not just about fitness in general. It's just, you know, movement as medicine and just kind of, you know, it's not taking for granted that we have bodies that are able to do these things. And also what I love is that you guys take the limits off of, you know, what the body can do and pushing it and seeing where it could, can lead you and where it can go. And I, I love everything that you guys are doing with strategy of fitness. And, you know, you have more of a reach than you even know, as you said, people from New Zealand, Australia, England, like it's crazy. Um, just, you know, the ripple effect of you just showing up to help others and to teach and to just come from an authentic place. I mean, it's just making a huge impact and I'm so grateful. And you guys, if you're not following strategy of fitness, you guys have to check it out. Where can everyone find you guys? Strategy of fitness on Instagram. We have a hitters playlist, the strategy of fitness on, on, on Spotify, on Apple Music, and that's where you can find the pod as well. Thank you guys again, and I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Thank Nicole. It's awesome. We really enjoyed that interview, Nicole. Thanks again for having us. It was an awesome time. But now that what everyone's talking about, and I saw some damn pictures on the internet's the smoke of the week, Nick. What'd you, what'd you do in the old wreck? And by the way, I feel like week by week, I feel like more of a loser. 
not having a fucking rec tech or a trader. That's going to have to be the, cause I got the sick Arctic cooler. So I felt like I, I earned some dad stripes. I, I alpha dog coolered you guys. When I fucking showed up. That's true. I need it. I alpha dog coolered you guys, but this father's day, I got to get the trader and rec tech. But Nick, talk about this. The Nick smoker week. <laughs> That's a frat snap. snap. <laughs> but I'm throwing a big old fat lip in this week for the smoke of the week. Brought to you unofficially by Rec Tech Grill. This week, man, I went to yesterday, President's Day. Had the day off, supposedly. Didn't have the day off, but whatever. Went to the store. I was going to make my own dough to do some pizzas, but time constraints. So picked up some pre made crust from Walmart. Nothing special. Brought it to the to the rec tech, threw it on, 500 degrees. Obviously, sauce, cheese, some pepperoni, onions, peppers. Baby, eight minutes on there, crispy as you would not believe. Came right off, and it was great, man. I mean, I I, I need to do the dough from scratch to really test my culinary skills. But, you know, first pizza on the on old smoker. I would have never thought when I bought it that I'd be cooking pizza on there, but you know, it was perfect. It was delicious. It didn't taste like smoke, but the crispiness was on point. I had a nice crispy. Was it more like that New York style, that kind of crispy? Like when you fold it, you get that little crunch to it. Exactly. You're exactly right. You know what I want to do next time when I, when it crust is a little thick, the store-bought crust, I like it a little thinner. So when I, when I make my own dough, I'm going to press it out even further. And that'll really be that nice, that nice crisp little flop. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's... I got you, man. I'm, I'm fucking jelly, man. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it rock and rolling soon. Hell yeah. Now, I mean, <clears throat> the, the, the rival segment of the week, stream of the week, you got anything hot for us? <laughs> Pressure's all, man. You know what? This is a guilty pleasure show. You could find yourself watching this with your significant other and really love it. Uh, Riverdale on Netflix. If you guys haven't checked out Riverdale, it's kind of like loosely based on the old Archie comics, but it's a modern day high school drama. Murder takes place. And it's one of those shows you throw in the background, pop off some text on your phone. It's a good one. And great cast. Get some old Luke Perry. I'm just good all around. Great show. And then I'm also rewatching The Sopranos, which is the fucking best show ever. And I love it. And I love everything about it. So you'll probably hear me make some Soprano references in the weeks to come as I kind of dive a little deeper. But I'll give Riverdale as my official stream of the week. That's one of my biggest problems, I think, is that I've never watched The Sopranos, which is ridiculous from every... Everyone's told me. I'm not going to... Yeah, dude, I'm not going to badge you on that because... It was till, so me and you both listened to Bill Simmons and The Ringer. That's my favorite podcast. I listened to like straight up and like you ask why I had this inspiration to do a podcast. I've literally been listening to Bill Simmons since the first time he put out a podcast. I didn't know what the fuck a podcast was. It was 2007. I was working at NIH and I was ignoring my coworkers and threw my headphones and started listening to Bill Simmons <laughs> talking. I was like, I guess this is the future. I'm just going to listen to this guy talk, right? Anyway, how this relates back is The Ringer was doing his, his network. The Ringer was doing like a 20-year Sopranos rewatch and i'm like it was 2019 and i was like it's been 20 fucking years since the show started i haven't seen it that's embarrassing it is the best show it's just it, it just is it's like you know it's the starting of everything he's the anti-hero all these shows that we see today the sons of anarchy is the breaking bad it's all a variation of tony soprano you know and, and that the cast is great the, the writing's great it's fucking phenomenal that's awesome man i gotta do it uh, no one's ever your parents are big your 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 parents are big sopranos people Love. right Love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, but everyone they does, you know? It's just, it's, yeah, it's every, so much time. You got you to gotta be ready to uh, sit yeah, down. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you too, like, wifey, not a Sopranos fan. So, like, I'm, I'm watching it, like, you know, when she's, like, fading off. Because it's, like, it's all, like, the thing that she hates. Jersey background, huh? Even with the Jersey, because it's all infidelity. It's yeah. murder. It's drugs. It's just all the worst things compiled in violence, excessive violence, infidelity. So, it's just all the things that, and in loud, aggressive accents, which, barring my wife's Italian background, does not. She's she's pretty chill, so <laughs> she's, she's not a Sopranos person. Nick, do you have any hitters for this week? One, Masked Wolf. I shared this with you. Oh, I've heard of this guy, Night Rider, Masked Wolf. This guy goes, man. He's kind of like we were saying, like a Tyler Hero, and not a Tyler Hero. Jack Jack Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow and Post Malone had a baby or something. Kind of aggressive. Thumps? Yeah, that's that's the word. Yeah. It's more aggressive, but it's fucking dope. I liked him. And I was looking at his catalog, and let me know if you if, what you think about this. 
I think that in the future, it seems like, because he's big, like I looked up his IG and he's got followers and he's like a name, right? And he's got a lot of streams on Spotify, but if you look up, he doesn't, I could be wrong on this. So if, if I'm speaking out of turn, somebody please let us know. He does not have albums. He's released like singles and it's just single after single. And I'm thinking, are we headed to a world where people don't release albums anymore? I mean, I'm, I'm with it. You know, if, if you just got good singles and that's a good point. I'm pulling up a Spotify as we speak, and you're exactly right. The three songs that I really like, Astronaut, In the Ocean, Speed Racer, and Night Rider, all could be on the hitters playlist. Oh, There's and they probably will be. Go with yeah. them. <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. They're all they're all singles. What the hell's that about? Kind of fucking genius. Because if you just like like let's say like Oasis has their definitely maybe album with all their songs of any, if they just release one of those songs every year for like 20 years and they're just the best band ever, you know, it's like, you know, who can really, like you're just releasing your best shit. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, he does have 86 million streams on this astronaut in the ocean song. And I'll tell you when I first heard it song, fucking thumbs, it was like, it was like 51 million. And that was last week. So he's gotten 35 additional million streams in a couple yeah. of days. So it's working. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? I got a couple. One is 60 Seconds with Bone Thugs, Busta, and Twista. It's kind of one of those songs where they just took all the fastest rappers in the world and it's a super up-tempo beat. If I'm doing a 400 meter, this is the song I throw on to, to get me through because that beginning is so fast. It's so good. Love that song. The next one is, so I don't get fucking hate on this. This is from my buddy Reem. I'm giving Reem a shout out because he listens to the podcast. Love him. But uh, he, he gave us, he's like, yo, Dan, I got a hitter for you. It's Throat Baby. Go Baby remix with BRS Cash and The Baby. Now, when I say this is a foul fucking song, it's called Throat Baby, all right? So you know what you're getting yourself into. And I, I was like, Reem, I, I don't know if I can suggest this. And he goes, I've heard your fucking podcast. Like, you suggest this some bullshit. He's like, you're going to suggest it. So you, can, you guys can blame Reem if this sucks. Throat Baby on the Get Up <laughs> podcast. Let's go. And this, is, this is getting uplifted in, in, in a, a different way. I'll put it that way. <laughs> throat baby holy shit i've never heard of such a thing and, and, and ream in the digital universe you know your kids will know you for for the guy who suggested throat baby for the strategy of fitness podcast so uh, have fun it. with that Beautiful. <laughs> well that's great hey we got some good guests lined up man i'm pumped it's kind of you know it's not like we do this in seasons but we go in waves where we're doing things just the three of us and then we you know we, we hit the ig up and start finding some people that we want to actually dig into so we got some good stuff lined up yeah, definitely. And we've had a couple people hit us up with guest suggestions. Again, we hear you. We're, we're, we're working on it. We're doing our best. You'll see in the weeks yeah, we're and, the, to and the days to come. We're working our asses off, all of us. And I'm pretty sure Rob is dying of some type of illness. Yeah, I, I don't think he has. I think it's just that Moderna shot. I think that all these conspiracy theorists are right. Who knows? Maybe Rob. No, he just texts us. He's good. He's fine. He's all right. All right. Anything else, Nick? I'm, I'm good. All good, man. Hope you guys enjoy. Talk to you next week. Yep, have a great week, everyone. Take care.